Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Story number one. They just uh, went around. Written by Operation Technician. Oh, I... Oh, great way to space. What the frick did we sign up for? There are only so many ways which a human can hold their head, face palm, face desk, or restrain laughter. And the tiniest bridge had so far managed to cover most of them. Cap, said Combs, Cap, they're telling us to fall in. This is so freaking stupid, said the captain. What moronic idiot! He raised his head to the ceiling and let out an annoyed roar. Tactical! Unsafety the hologram and give me the system map. It was a textbook arrangement. If the textbook by which the battle was being run had a publication date of around 1850 Earth calendar and was, in fact, published on Earth, there was everything one could hope for. An open field, colorful uniform, stupid formations and a complete lack of common fricking sense. The captain shook his head as he stared at the hologram, an asset that the bridge was not supposed to rely on in combat situations. The system was quite mass-rich. There were dozens of planets, several major asteroid fields, hundreds of moons and excess debris, and none of it mattered because the two enemy formations were arranging themselves above the system's pain, clear of any major mass. Formations in the open, in space. No! The captain grabbed his head. Oh, I think I got a headache. Same, said Tactical. The UNE Tiny was in the middle of an expanding formation of blue ships. That's what they called themselves, not the nickname humans gave the Federation they had signed on to help. Tens of thousands of ships were drifting into a layered, grid-like formation, layers buried between escorts, guardships, and heavier battleships and carriers. The carriers, damn stupid things, were sitting right by the battleships, spitting fighters as they fell in. The fighters joined the forward-most layer and began to drift, waiting for the rest of the fleet to form up. Behind this multi-second formation of stupidity were the blue freighter, repair, and supply ships. The cluster of unarmed service craft huddled together, keeping the giant formation between themselves and the enemy. On the other side of the system, an equally idiotic view was unfolding to match the blues. The red craft were arranging themselves in a slightly different, but equally stupid formation. Frick this crap, I'm out, said the captain. Navigation, turn us around, get us out of the soda well and put us into warp. Like the void, said Navigation. The Supreme Grand Admiral of Blue Federation watched the human ship flee. Unsurprising. It was, in fact, a bit surprising. First, the grand nature of his fleet was a well-known moral factor, one that had yet to fail. His ships didn't flee. Second, human military hadn't given him the impression of being dishonorable or cowardly, which is what the UNE cruiser Tiny was being. Oh well, he turned back to his hologram. The enemy's in optimal range, said the ranger. In a fleet of such scale, his position was quite prestigious and grand. The officer had the honor of notifying the Supreme Grand Admiral of when the enemy was in optimal range. 
Hold, said the Supreme Grand Admiral. Everyone knew that red capital weapons were shorter ranged than theirs, and no one was surprised by the order. To fire before the enemy had a chance to return fire would have been dishonorable. Minutes passed as the two formations closed. Enemy warming weapons reported the fleet's eyes. Repair to fire, ordered the Supreme Grand Admiral. Enemy firing, said eyes. Weapons ready, said weapons. All capital ships fire, said the Supreme Grand Admiral. The grids, rear layers, battleships, battle cruisers, and heavy cruisers all fired as one. Relativistic slug shot through the layers of blue fleet, their blue burning tracer segments drawing streaks of fire across the void. Several seconds later, a similarly sized, larger caliber wave of red burning slugs flashed out of the void and crashed into formation. For a minute, there was silence in the void as blue and red ships died. Weapons ready, said weapons. Fire! repeated the Supreme Grand Admiral. For a good hour, the two fleets closed across light minutes of range, exchanging relativistic slugs. Eventually, when less than ten light seconds separated the two still solid formations, both sides sent forth fighters and assault boats. Those raced ahead, clashing in the middle to generate light seconds spanning dogfights. None of the fighters tried to break through. That wasn't in them. All they had to do, each knew, was to kill every other fighter. Soon, corvettes and frigates were sent in. They were soon followed by destroyers, then by light cruisers. And then, Tiny finally cleared the system's gravity well and walked out. And a minute later, Tiny walked back in, on the other side of the system. The red and blue admirals had an oddly similar reaction. What? Where? The human ship has walked over to the red support formation and is firing. Rick, are we going to have enough ammo? Maybe, said Tactical. I'm overriding the missile code and ordering the submunitions to go after different ships. We have 120 missiles, seven warheads each. Assuming all hit, which they will, that'll take care of at least 10% of the enemy logistics fleet. They don't have point defense, do they? Nope. All right. How about railgun ammo and laser lenses? Might run out of lenses, but we'll be good on the railguns. Also, said Tactical, I recommend we employ the CIWS. For what? Killing ships, I mean, uh, they aren't actually evading. A short burst per ship should do the trick. The captain took off his glasses with one hand and used the other to facepalm. Go ahead. The UNE Tiny shuddered as metal. Fire and light began to erupt from its hull. End of story. Story number two. They just, uh, killed them all. Written by Operation Technician. At the edge of the star's gravitational well, a flash of radiation fled as the spacecraft fell out of warp. The flash died a second later, only to be replaced by a steady red burn of a fusion torch. It took some hours for anything else to happen. The craft burned in system. A direct acceleration curve took it close to the star. Only when the steady burn was deep inside the gravity well did the rest of the party arrive. Tens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands. The flashes caged the gravity well in a grid of light. They too turned into steady burns although these were cleaner and brighter than the lone light racing for the well ahead of them. 
has won the 100,000 strong cage of mighty spacecraft collapsed into the well, falling onto the star and the prey that was racing for it. Normally, no one had the motivation to swear under three gravities of acceleration. The captain of the UNE Tiny had no motivation either. What he had was character. Holy freaking crap! He groaned into a threefold weight of his own body. Reinforced muscles groaned to force out the human verbal rage, an effort that no natural human could hope to muster. I still can't believe they just uh, stopped fighting and turned on us. Yes, sir, agreed Tactical. All we did was kill a few million logistics personnel. No loss there. Freck you, said Logistics from behind his console. Seriously, the captain said, ignoring his crew's behavior. They were fighting, millions were dying, and then they just, uh, stopped. You want the real joke, offered Intel. As we left, I saw them merge their tactical networks. They had compatible tactical grids, and they merged them. Yeah, no surprise, said the captain. We did just see the equivalent of a musket line. I bet their ammunition is compatible, in case one side runs out before the other, and they need to share. The captain's joke was, unsurprisingly, also very true. The red and blue fleets had, in fact, equalized their ammunition reserves amongst themselves before warping in pursuit of the dishonorable. The red and blue admirals were still aboard their flagships, but their respective dreadnoughts were now only a thousand kilometers apart, and moving in formation in order to simplify coordination. There was no friction, competition, or distrust here. Both admirals, both fleets, were single-minded in their action and training. Upbringing, tradition, and honor drove the hundred thousand ships to mirror one another as they drove into system. Map, report, willed the blue admiral. Yellow star, planet, planet, asteroid belt, planet, asteroid belt, four cash giants. Nothing else to report. Tactical, where are the humans going? Dense as part of the innermost belt, sir. Intel, why the system? Unknown, reported Intel. System has no notes on our files. There was nothing else for the Blue Admiral to say. No orders to give, no questions to ask. They went where the dishonorable prey fled. It was simple as that. Halfway to its destination, Tiny turned around and began to deaccelerate. Satisfied that the prey was not attempting to rush through the system and flee, the thousands of craft on the other side of the system shifted formation in preparation for their own deacceleration maneuver. Hours later, Tiny slowed to a stop relative to the star and asteroid belt. Their pursuers, still hours behind on their own deacceleration curves, began to launch fighters. As dictated by tradition, the larger ships stayed back, even as faster craft rushed ahead to close with the dishonorable. Red and blue corvettes, gunships, and light cruisers moved in a more narrow collapsing globe as they prepared to crush the lone craft that had dared to break millennia-old traditions. The first of the fighters began adjusting their courses, steering clear of the rocks that began to populate their course. UNE Tiny was sitting still at the most dense segment of what used to be a planet. Her crew was silent as they watched their screens and plots. It was an impressive sight. Hundreds of thousands of spacecraft drives, all burning directly at Tiny as the absurd globe slowed so as to not fly past them. All targets are within optimal range, whispered Tactical. 
largest elements are within a hundred light second radius. The captain turned to sensors. Cameras on! Cameras on, confirmed sensors. Prepare to call. I can do you one better, offered comms. The captain glanced a frown at the officer. What do you mean? Both the red and blue admirals flinched and recoiled when their displays flickered. The useless, information-free starscapes being displayed there vanished as the face of a human appeared from the static. Admirals! The two admirals, who were doing the only thing they were good at by yelling at their subordinates, shut up and turned to face their screens. The scene was mirrored across the red and blue flagships with near-perfect precision. Do you know where you are? No one spoke up. No one knew. This is a graveyard. Whose graveyard? Snapped the two admirals as one, and their eyes widened as the human on their screens smiled. He could see them. The captain didn't show it, but he was ecstatic. The bastards had answered exactly as he had hoped, calculated, and prayed that they would. Ours and yours. A hundred thousand spacecraft, all decorated works of art by any standard, were expensive to make. By comparison, a hundred thousand antimatter bombs cost about as much as ten of the fleet's thousand battleships. The hundred light-second globe of engine flares and ships disappeared in an overwhelming light and radiation of antimatter annihilation. The lights were pretty, but in the void's vast scope, harmless on their own. It was the invisible rays of death that did the real work. The small, sheathed charges exploded thousands, millions of kilometers away from their targets. But a sizable portion of the radiation was directed in narrow rays that struck the deaccelerating spacecraft with cones of unfiltered rage. Most of the United Fleet was almost still when the world exploded around them. When the glow of annihilation faded, their engines were no longer burning. A globe of dead spacecraft drifted around the remnants of Earth. Two dreadnoughts remained. Two paralyzed admirals stared at the feeds that had been hacked and forced onto their displays. Two creatures listened to the static-piercing voice of the human talking through the flag deck speakers. You deemed our world dishonorable. Your tradition dictated it be destroyed. Your people applauded as you tried to commit genocide only to forget the action a generation later. Such is your culture. Now you witness ours. Your deaths will satisfy our honor. Your extinction will be our tradition. Our people will applaud your end. Unlike you, we will be thorough. Flee home so your worlds may know fear before they die. On the edge of the star system, a formation of 300 UNE battlecraft sat in the ruins of the enemy's logistics fleet. Now their telescopes and sensors were all pointed in system at Earth's ruin. Thousands of crews stared, silent and pensive, as the light of the judgment washed over them, the light delayed allowing the observers to watch without spoiling the view with the flashes of their distant arrival. The unyielding nightmares of Earth watched the UNE's tiny spoke death from within the dissipating cloud of radiation and tracked the two dreadnoughts as they fled the system. The UNE Admiral waved with two of her fingers, and their tactical tapped their console. Warp drones scattered across the system's edges and flashed away. 
Each carried orders for bombs drifting far above every red and blue planet in the galaxy. Wait for the planet to receive the news. Wait a day for panic to spread. And then kill them all. Kill them all. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.